What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just I hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created this show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, Brandon Vote, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Thanks for being with us here on BV Today. Brandon Vote, producer Amory Castillo here on this Wednesday afternoon. And, of course, the, the gun bills dominating the talk uh, this afternoon. And joining us now is State Representative John Block in his freshman year. It's his rookie year uh, in the Roundhouse as he uh, represents District 51 in the Roundhouse, uh, Alamogordo area. John, thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Brandon. I appreciate it. I uh, No problem. And, John, before we dig into these gun bills, which I know uh, you were uh, you were involved in last night, uh, witness to this, um, just tell me about your, uh, your initial reaction to being up there. Because you're, I mean, you have been a, a very political person here in the state of New Mexico, uh, for for a few years, and, and and you are no stranger to the roundhouse. But what what's the difference when you are an elected official here in in the last uh, uh, three weeks or so that that we've been in session? What are some of your initial reactions to to what you have seen and and how this whole thing works? You being on the other other side of it now. Yeah, well, you know, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was this bad. And so I think it's so important to talk about the, the real issues that us New Mexicans face every single day. And really, these Democrats, a lot of these Democrats, they, they don't have New Mexicans' best interest at heart. You see these mm-hmm. bills like Representative Bill Ream. He had all these crime bills that would have kept these violent thugs off the street. But instead yeah. of working together, they did everything possible to make sure that those died on party-line votes. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that that happened. In fact, John, we had a we had a funeral for all of Bill Reams' uh, uh, crime bills earlier this week uh, on the show, which was re- really unfortunate uh, that we had to do that, uh, yeah. but it did happen. So, so John, let's dig into to some of these uh, bills uh, with the uh, as far as gun control goes, uh, and we knew some of these were going to happen. Was there one in particular that? that kind of surprised you the way it sailed through and, and uh, Democrats just uh, no Democrats even 
uh, decided to stand up for their constituents, even the ones that are representing rural areas? Yes, it was just so devastating to see, especially House Bill 101. This is Representative Andrea Romero's bill, and this would be a massive ban on what they claim are, quote-unquote, assault rifles. And I, yeah. I don't even know how they exactly define that, but it's essentially any rifle that has a any kind of mm-hmm. automation or any any kind of addition. Yeah. And then that's also pistols too. You know, now there's yeah. assault pistols. I didn't even know this was a thing until now. No. I guess. Well, they've been making but, stuff up for a long time. I mean, even the whole term assault weapon uh, was made up. It was an article in the, the New York Times 25 years ago or so, and and they just took that, ran with it. And, and, and again, as you mentioned, with assault pistols, we're just going to continue to make words up. Uh, or the left will continue to make words up that frighten people and, and get everybody all stirred up in a tizzy uh, to where if, if you don't go along with us, then you're part of the problem. And that's that's kind of what we're we're seeing here in particular with uh, this litany of of gun bills that that sailed through committee yesterday. Yeah, and we talked about the statistics that showed that most of these mass shootings, they happen with handguns that are not these semi-automatic weapons. And they said, oh, Mm -hmm. well, even if we save one life, it's going to be worth it. And I I just told them, well, I'm sorry, I cannot subscribe to that because you also, in the same same way, you want to put people in prison Folks who are gonna law-abiding citizens who just own guns, you want to yeah. put them in prison. The weeks ago, when they had the gun bills that would put felons in prison, they said it would create a system where there would be uh, an open door and a revolving door in the prison system. So they yeah. want to put law-abiding gun owners in prison, but they don't want to put these violent offenders behind bars. So yeah. Yeah. that's one thing, especially with this bill, 101. This would make most Americans, including probably you and I, both felons if we didn't register with the government. So they're creating a registry for Mm -hmm. all of us to have to put our names there. And you can see this happened in so many other countries like Venezuela. I think it happened in a couple African countries. And then even Representative uh, Lord, who is part, she is a Jewish ancestry. She talked about how Hitler did this exact same thing, putting people on a registry. And so mm-hmm. it, it's a slippery slope, and I think we're talking about these very important issues, and I really hope that the people are hearing what we're having to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, all those are facts. All those are true statements. And <clears throat> when you get to so some of the other bills here, and uh, one in particular was uh, Senate Bill 171. <clears throat> that would prohibit the sale or transfer of semi-automatic pistols. <clears throat> with certain characteristics, and that's machine guns, short barrel rifles, shotguns, hollow point bullets, other ammunition designed to explode or segment on impact. Tell me a little bit about uh, the, the Senate Bill 171. What, what, what have you heard about it? Yeah, from what I heard, it, it was pretty contentious in that Senate hearing. I unfortunately wasn't in there, but I did yeah. hear from some of my colleagues on the other side where they said, you know, these people, they just wouldn't listen. They wouldn't even listen to reason, especially if you want to, let's just say, transfer your gun to your grandkid, and it's something that's been in your family for generations, let's say. You would yeah. then be a, I don't know if it's a misdemeanor or a felon, but you'd be charged for simply owning a firearm that you wanted to transfer to somebody else that was in this definition of whatever they call is 
call a violent gun or whatever, whatever kinds of yeah. words they make up. Yeah, for, militaristic for guns yeah. that we need. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're... They're geniuses are coming up with scary adjectives uh, to stick in front of a uh, weapon or gun. You know, it's militaristic, oh, yeah. or it's assault, or whatever the case may be. And and one of the things, too, is w- with these things sailing through committee, all of these bills and, you know, the, the roundhouse dominated by Democrats, they become law. I mean, there's people that are saying, well, you know, this will go to court and the Supreme Court will strike it down. There's no guarantees of, of that sort of thing, and that's why it's very important for uh, gun-owning uh, New Mexicans, uh, if you don't want to become a criminal, to, to reach out and let your legislature know uh, where you stand on this bill. I mean, that's that's really the, the, the only option that we have left as New Mexicans, John. It is, and, and that's why I think it's good you brought up that point. Because right now we have a bill that's a crazy bill that went through our committee, went through Judiciary Committee, and is now on the House floor. It's House Bill 9. And House Bill 9 would force you to lock up your firearms. They wouldn't say how you would do it. They would essentially, it's an unfunded mandate. And so if yeah. you don't comply and your gun is used to, to hurt somebody, for instance, and that's a minor who gets a hold of it, you become a felon. And you could also become a misdemeanor if it's just anyone who grabs that gun and uses it improperly. So yeah. I really hope that all of your people listening today can go on nmlegis.gov, go look at all the people in the House, and go send emails to Democrat members of the House of Representatives and urge them to vote mm-hmm. against House Bill 9. Because this is the yeah. most pressing issue right now, especially for our Second Amendment. But we have all these other bills that are sailing through but right now, that yeah. one's on the House floor. That one has the best and that, passing right now. Yeah, and that one in particular, John, that House Bill Nine, which you know was, you know, Benny Hardgrove, which I thought it was gross using a a child's tragic death to advance a political agenda. Uh, in in this case, it was gun control. I thought that was um, just uh, just really out of line. But uh, that that's that's kind of what they do, and it doesn't prevent mm-hmm. things. You know, in, in the state of New Mexico, we need to be looking at deterrence and prevention of crime uh, because, you know, you're a young man, John, but this still this is not the New Mexico that you grew up in. And that, that wasn't that long ago. And and we miss yeah. that New Mexico and it is being taken away from us. And it's a bill like this House Bill nine, which they contend will will help. Um, that's a criminal type bill, but it's not. And it's a bill like this that does nothing to prevent crime or to deter crime in the state of New Mexico. It, it does absolutely nothing. Yeah, it does nothing but make people felons and create an even harder burden on our correction system. You know, and it's mm-hmm. funny that these people would love to lock up grandma and lock up mom and dad because the, their gun wasn't properly stowed or whatever, but... They, they would do anything. They would bend over backwards for these violent felons who are already convicted of previous felonies to be able to get back on the street because they claim it's a cycle of incarceration. But who cares yeah. about grandma and mom and dad? We want to mm-hmm. save all the folks that are hurting our communities and really the scourge of what's happening with this crime wave that we have in New Mexico and across the country. So that's what we need to focus on, putting violent people in jail and making sure that they cannot come out and hurt people and then also Mm -hmm. having those rehabilitative kinds of programs to ensure that they truly can 
get back into society after they come out. Because if they just go yeah. back and forth through the system, that's really dangerous for all of us as New Mexicans, and it, it's really a plague to our system. A lot of taxpayer dollars we're wasting on corrections with people that we send in for two years. They come right out, go kill somebody, and then go right back in. We can't afford yeah. this anymore. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, you've been involved in, you sponsored House Bill 164, and that would do away with the current carry laws. T- tell me a little bit about that and, and how that, that bill is going. Yeah, so that is a really great bill that died yesterday, unfortunately. It got murdered by the Democrat committee. <laughs> but what it did was um, I had four co-sponsors, Representative Lord, Representative Mason, Representative Dixon, Duncan, rather, and then Representative uh, Anya Mirabal Moya. And so yeah. this bill would institute constitutional carry, just like 25 other states, including Vermont and Maine. And with this bill, it wouldn't take away the option to go through the training process and get the certification for concealed carry in New Mexico, but it would give you an opt-out. So you would not have to be forced to take it for a concealed carry license, which you, which you need to renew every two years. You would just mm-hmm. have an option not to do that. But you could do it if you need it for, like, reciprocity or for any kind of insurance reason. So yeah. I thought this was a very common-sense bill, but, you know, they didn't even debate it. They just killed it immediately, and that was that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what uh, are there some bright spots that yet you've seen in this legislative session that's uh, that's been three weeks? I mean, can can you highlight something for us uh, on sure. the the conservative side that that actually may happen here? Yeah, well, I, I forget what the committee was. I think it might have been agriculture or one of those committees. There was a bill that would have put forward the thirty by thirty land grab. It was a yeah. crazy bill from Representative McQueen. And that bill actually got bipartisan support to kill it in committee, so it got tabled with bipartisan mm-hmm. support against it. So that's one thing that we can look at and say, well, there are a few of these Democrats who they have a good head on their shoulders, and we can rely on them. But we yeah. also need to make sure, like like my committee, for instance, CPAC, uh, it's Consumer Public Affairs Committee, we have four yeah. hard-line Democrats in there. So no matter what we say or do, it appears, at least so far that they will just do whatever the party line says so i think it's all about the floor we need to start Mm -hmm. counting votes on the house floor and i think we may have votes to kill some of these crazy bills but those democrats don't necessarily sit on the most salacious and controversial committees that that is i'm glad you brought that up with the uh the the 30 uh and 30 uh land grab that's going on at least that is been, been tabled for now but in that committee you're on, uh, the consumer and um, uh, the CPAC, that is, mm-hmm. it's you and Stephanie Lord, and you two are kind of out on an island by yourself. We are, but I think we do a darn good job. I, I give props to Stephanie. She is so bright. She is so intelligent. She's so well-prepared. And me and her, we just tag-team all these issues and make sure that we get all the points done, and we put them on the record. And yesterday... Yeah. In consumer public affairs, we did that. Like I asked Representative uh, Andrea Romero about her bill, and she claimed it was a House, House Bill 101. She said, "Oh well, there are no right is absolute." So I said, "Oh, mm-hmm. so your right to vote and sit in this chamber is not absolute?" And she, yeah. she she had no no argument to that because when they say something in such absolute terms, you know, no yeah. right is absolute. Well, you know, slavery would be legal if that was the case. So yeah, which yeah, which really other amendment are they going to pull out of there and say it's not absolute? You're right. 
Um, and one exactly. thing with Romero, and I was going to bring this up today, especially on that House Bill 101. This is one of the things that she said. It's a bill to prevent mass shootings. This is a bill that we hope will bring better safety to our state. I mean, seriously, how arrogant are you to think that you're just going to end um, whatever it is that, that you're looking at? In this case, you know, she's saying mass shootings uh, just because um, th- this one bill has been presented. And it, it really is is kind of sickening that she's standing on top of a lot of tragic instances that, that's happened in this state and across the country, more so across the country, uh, for for just political gain and and to get control of our guns in this state. It's just it should make you sick whether you're a gun owner or not. I mean, how how they're taking your freedoms for granted. Absolutely. And uh, the arrogance portion is spot on, because if you look at homicides with guns in this country, only point zero one percent of all deaths with firearms are mass shootings and a majority of the mass shootings are done with handguns that wouldn't even be affected by this bill. So anyone mm-hmm. saying that this would save any number of lives is absolutely, I hate to say it, delusional, because yeah. this is, it sounds good. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't want gun violence. We need to protect children. But it doesn't take into account what are the unintended or maybe intended consequences of the bill, putting everyone yeah. who, loves, who loves to own their guns in prison and making you a felon and then putting you on mm-hmm. a list so that the government can target you later because california they had a list just like this and it was published publicly and people were harassed by anti-gun nuts who wanted to rip away their second amendment right mm-hmm. yeah um and a bill like this isn't going to do anything with, with mass shootings if they were really serious about it we would be looking at behavioral health we would be looking at not streamlining students and kids and, and students in schools like we have done where you know we can point to Mass shooters have have come out of come out of that. I mean, there's uh, focusing more on mental health, and that's something that you can get a consensus and we can all agree on that we need to be taking mental health a lot more seriously in this country. And that's mm-hmm. something that's not Republican or Democrat. So they're not really serious about it because those are the real, as they like to say, John, the root causes and the root issues here. They just want to take mm-hmm. your guns away. Yeah. Well, you know, myself and Representative Lord, we made that point in the committee. Mm-hmm. We said, well, very much so. We need to ensure that we have these behavioral health programs yeah. and also bullying programs. You know, kids in schools, you need to know that it's yeah. not okay to bully people because most of the, a lot of these mass shooters, they were these kids that got bullied and they just snapped and then somehow they got a firearm and they got a knife or something mm-hmm. and they killed a bunch of people. If we can see this in the horizon and make sure that we stop it before it even happens, it doesn't start with snatching your guns or forcing you yeah. to wait 14 days to buy a firearm. It starts in, in the family unit, and it starts in the education system. And that's exactly where we need to begin in fixing these problems of violence overall, not just gun violence, but violence in general. Yeah, you got it. Uh, thanks for your time, Representative John Block. I uh, really appreciate your time today, and, and, uh, and, and keep fighting for reasonable people up there in the roundhouse. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon, and, and we will keep on fighting. Thank you. All right, BV Today, News Radio KKOB. Thanks for being with us. I want to let you know about Right to Bear Arms. They have expanded into the space next door. Same at the, uh, they're still at the same great location, southeast corner of Wantabo and Montgomery. Uh, you can also check them out online, Right to Bear Arms, NM.com. But 
They've expanded into the Space Next store. That means more guns, more ammo, and more accessories. And as we've been talking about with all of these uh, gun bans that are moving their way through the roundhouse, you may want to buy some guns while you still can. And in particular, as the, they say, the, the AR-style rifle. And you can find out more at Right to Bear Arms, especially you hobbyists out there that have taken on uh, building your own guns, building your own rifles. Uh, and this is a very rewarding hobby. And Right to Bear Arms has all the products you need uh, to get this done and the expertise uh, to, to help you every step of the way. Southeast corner of Wantabo and Montgomery, or you can check out Right to Bear Arms nm.com for more information there. All right. want to thank John Block for being with us. As I pointed out, they stuck him on the, uh, the, the consumer and public affairs committee, him and Stephanie Lord. Uh, and they, they stuck those two over there and they're the only two Republicans on the committee because the Republicans are so outnumbered at the roundhouse. And it's like you shouldn't even it's it's futile to even have a committee hearing because they can't uh, they're they're totally shut out and the Democrats just just rifle right through them. Pardon the pun, especially when it comes to some of these gun bills and Javier Martinez. As I said, I'm almost longing for the good old days when Brian Egoff was the speaker of the House, considering what has happened here in the last three weeks during the, the Javier Martinez era of him being Speaker of the House. My goodness. Uh, and they're not, they're not slowing down here. They, they are taking full advantage of what they had. And as, as I mentioned the other day, one thing that Republican leadership needs to do, and this is where you can help by, by contacting the Republican leadership. And, of course, contact your uh, representatives, your senators, especially on these gun bills that, that really make no sense for the state of New Mexico. Most reasonable people believe that. But there's we're, we're running out of reasonable people uh, that are in the roundhouse. But they need to start targeting Democrats in rural areas. Because, yeah, a Democrat from Santa Fe like Andrea Romero, she's going to get elected over and over again. One in Los Lunas, or Los Alamos, rather, is going to get reelected over and over again. But you find you isolate some of these Democrats in this rural, the rural areas and say, well, we're going to find a strong candidate for you if we don't strike some sort of compromise or come with us on a couple of these bills, especially these uh, gun bills that make criminals out of responsible gun owners. That's what they got to do because that's the, the only way. Because unfortunately, and I encourage all of you to uh, go out there and speak your mind with your representatives, uh, especially on some of these bills that make no sense, uh, but they're going to end up doing whatever they want to, unfortunately, until there's real political pressure put on them, meaning some people may lose their jobs. And that's what the Republican leadership needs to do is singling out those people. And in the Republican leadership in the state, um, I mean, the state GOP and Steve Pierce, they're busy writing news releases about uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, State of the Union last night. I think we need to be focused on what's going on right here in our backyard with these bills that are making criminals out of responsible gun owners and taking away your Second Amendment rights. That's what Steve Pierce needs to be focused on. 
leadership in the party of the state. Not what Joe Biden's talking about that. Talk, think about that later, because that doesn't affect us like these gun bills will here in the state of New Mexico uh, almost immediately. News is next on 96.3 News Radio KQB. All right, it's BB Today, News Radio KQB. want to thank you uh, for joining us and being with us here. Real critical time uh, in the uh, our state's history with with what's happening um, in the state of New Mexico. And as we talked about with some of these gun bills, yeah, I mean, people are going to give up their guns, but your children and your grandchildren are going to grow up uh, in a much different state than, than where we are right now. Uh, and it's really unfortunate. And now is the time for for folks to use their voice and uh, and make sure that there's and I, I'm, I'm talk, calling, talking about the Republican leadership, too, and them putting pressure on some of these Democrats in rural areas. You're not going to get it all back at once. But could we at least cobble together a moderate coalition in the state of New Mexico like we used to have not that long ago that would stop some of the things like this? Because Republicans always needed some help from some moderate Democrats in the state, and they're almost all gone now, and it's uh, really unfortunate. But you can find um, a lot of our podcast or all of our podcasts, uh, newsradiokqb.com, BV Today, look for it by name. And uh, you can also find what we had yesterday, and that was Charlie Min with us and, and also Anthony Tehran. And Anthony's brother died in the Las Cruces uh, bowling alley murders uh, several years ago, it was 33 years ago. And Charlie, who was a, used to be a sportscaster here in uh, uh, Albuquerque, became a filmmaker, and he put together that film, A Nightmare in Las Cruces, and they're having screenings tonight and tomorrow night at the Icon Central and San Mateo locations. And Anthony and Charlie's going to be there for a Q&A after uh, both of those, uh, after both of those shows tonight, uh, they'll be doing uh, a uh, a Q and A after after the showing of that, and it's also available on Amazon too. Uh, a nightmare in Las Cruces. All right, the uh, latest pod. Really, really happy about this of time traveling top forty. I sit down with Mark Miller of Sawyer Brown. They're they're coming to New Mexico. They're going to be at Buffalo Thunder on February 17th, and tickets are available everywhere now. But it was really cool to get a chance to sit down and talk with him, and that pod's available wherever great pods are downloaded, time travel and top 40. So I'll play a little piece of it for you here, and I asked uh, Mark about the song Some Girls Do and where that came from. <laughs> well, man, so I'm I'm just – Sitting in my bedroom, right? I had a little music room that that I would write in, and, and it was like time to go in, and and I really didn't have any ideas mm. other than I thought, you know, I need to write. Yeah, everybody wants to write an anthem. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Everybody wants to write that big song. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to write an anthem for us ugly guys <laughs> <laughs> and that was it that was the thought and mm. and and i had i had pretty much got all the chorus written 
except for the hook line. Yeah. And, and you know, I ain't first class. I ain't wild trash and wild low crazy, too. And then I get to, I said, you know, some girls don't like boys like me. And that was just the idea. Some mm-hmm. girls don't like boys like me. And then I busted out laughing and went, ah, but some girls do. <laughs> and so because it's like you see every guy, no matter what the guy looks like, mm-hmm. he's got a girlfriend or a wife. Yeah, yeah. And so, so it's like, you know, so there is someone for everyone. So that was that was just kind of the whole thought process of that. Yeah, yeah. And how fun is that one in, in concert, too? I mean, a lot of your Oh, summer, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, well, you you know, I mean, the, the you know, I, I'll give this away. You know, that's the last song we do at the night because you can't follow it. Really yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. And and also the crowd sings it louder than we do. So it's, it's pretty cool to see now the – you know, the nineties country is just hotter than hot. Yeah. And, and we're 25% of our audience is under 25 years old Mm -hmm. and they're singing every song at the concerts. And especially when we get to that one, it's just fun to see even the kids singing that song. Yeah, Mark Miller with us uh, from Sawyer Brown. They're going to be in Santa Fe at Buffalo Thunder Friday, February 17th. You can get tickets at holdmyticket.com or, or sawyerbrown.com. And how often do you write, Mark? Or is that a constant thing for you? Well, you know, I had not written in a while. And and even the thought of writing for this 40-year anniversary project was, was kind of intimidating just because it's like, you know, can you get back on the bike? Yeah. And man, it, it, it you, you kind of, when you kind of get those creative juices flowing, it just starts coming back. And, and I ended up writing seven songs, uh, for this new record. And, um, Mac McAnally, my, my buddy, he wrote three and, and Blake Shelton is actually the producer. He produced the album. Oh, wow. So, Perfect. so, um, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about that, but, but yeah, the, the the juices kind of flowed, and 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 the album's done. But I, I'm still kind of in writing mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. So, you know, I even had a couple ideas today when I was. I'm in Key West today. We're doing a show. Yeah, Mark Miller, uh, Sawyer Brown. It's all we have time for right now. But the whole interview with Mark Miller, Sawyer Brown, the front man for Sawyer Brown, uh, is up on our podcast. Uh, time Traveling Top 40, available on iTunes. It's where most of you guys get this uh, at. Uh, and want to thank DSR Cattle for helping us out with Time Traveling Top 40. Uh, if you want a healthier alternative than store-bought options, and you don't want to eat commercially produced meat, and you, if you don't trust the food supply, check out dsrcattle.com. Easy to order, and you'll love their service, and you can pick a date that works best for you, dsrcattle.com. And uh, Mark Miller, great guy. I can't believe he got the the second most famous person from Ada, Oklahoma, to produce his album, and that's uh, that's Blake Shelton. But believe it or not, they're coming up on 40 years of being together and he tells a great story in the pod about Star Search. A lot of people don't even remember that they were they were discovered on Star Search back in the eighties. All right, guess of votes notes coming up next here on News Radio KQB. All right, it's BB today, News Radio KQB. Uh, thanks for being with us here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Want to let you know about John Thomas Jewelers. Hey, Valentine's Day is less than a week away now, and 
If you need some jewelry for your significant other, check out John Thomas Jewelry. You know, they make more custom jewelry there in a week than most jewelers do in a whole year. And if you can dream it, they can make it. They've been voted best jeweler in Albuquerque for two years in a row. And they're the only master IJO certified jeweler in the city. And they're the only store in Albuquerque that travels to Antwerp, the diamond capital of the world, to hand select your diamonds. And they also have the only 3D capable laser engraver in the state. Check it out, johnthomasjewelers.com or go see John Thomas live and in the flesh. He's a real person. 2440 Louisiana Boulevard on the third floor of the Lewis University building. All right, A. Marie, let's do some notes here. Wednesday. How about that? Oh, my gosh. Phoebe, I didn't watch the guy from New Mexico on Wheel of Fortune last night. I was so busy at the 7 7. Yeah, I got got an update for you. He won. Yes. He did win. Yes. However, he he lost the the final round, so he didn't get. He, he picked out the fifty thousand dollar prize. Man. And then, isn't it really cruel? I mean, you're a wheel watcher. You know I, this. I'm it's a really wheel cruel. Watcher. Yes. When they when they lose, they um uh at the final round when they lose it, Pat has to show them what they would have won. See, I wouldn't want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just walk away. Well, that's the thing. I don't think he has to show them, but everybody always wants to see. Well, yeah, maybe show done. the audience, but don't show me. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Buddy won. So, and that's Amory's dream, of course, is to be on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, my we're going to do one day. We're going to do everything we can to I, make that. Possible. I actually, I never have applied. I'm going to apply now. They used to have a bus. They they had like a big bus that would show up. They would usually bring it to like one of the casinos. Yes. And then, uh, yeah. and Are then they... people would just go in and take a te- take the take the wheel of fortune test. Can you spin a wheel? That's the only requirement they have. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. I'm putting that on the to do list. Yeah, one of your other favorite TV shows I know is Yellowstone. Uh, right? Yeah. Well, there's I'm some sad. some. Yeah, it says it may Kevin Costner may be leaving due to scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. So oh, he wasn't in demand for years until Yellowstone. Until he became John and then, Dutton. And then that revived his career. God, Yellowstone's so, now so he's, big. He's, now he's going to spit in the face of Yellowstone that actually made him relevant again for other projects. <laughs> well, I heard Matthew McConaughey might be taking over. Yes. And I guess he would portray maybe a younger John Dutton. Yeah, what? I don't. I, I'll tell you. I I know you love the show. Still, I'm out on it. I watched the first, the premiere of this season, and I was I was done with it. It's oh, I'm it's I'm going to watch it. I've, I've committed way too much. I'm going to go all the way to the end. At some point, I probably will go ahead and watch the rest of them. But those first two years, outstanding, and that the pilot for Yellowstone is as good as any movie I've seen in 10 years. Uh, it was just phenomenal. The two hour pilot. What about the Harrison but Ford one? They, I haven't tried that one yet. I have seen the 1883. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I didn't love, love it, but it was all right. But I haven't seen the, the 1923, the Harrison Ford. one. Yeah. And Helen Mirren. I want to, I want to yeah. see it. Was that Paramount or something? Yeah. Is it's it, on yeah. Paramount plus. That means I got to yeah. pay for something else. Exactly. Oh yeah. man, and it just it, it just, it weird? just it just never stops. All, all those years people were like, I'm cutting a cord and I'm not yeah. paying anymore. 
now people just stack up streaming services, and it's probably more than what their cable bill was. Oh, you're you're right. Yeah. You you count up all the different services. Yeah, I mean, and and, and uh, you know, that's just, that's the problem too, because every one of these mm-hmm. services has one show you want to watch. Everything's different. Yeah, that's right. What do you do? All right. Well, what TJ, you... what's coming up today? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> no, we're talking right. to the New Mexico Chamber of Commerce today about uh, about uh, shoplifting and retail theft. All right. So yeah, what what's going problem. on with that? Yeah. So because you know some of the criminals out there are kind of like playing the system. You know what I'm saying? Well, the problem is, and I'm sure you've seen it in stores. Everything's behind lock and key now. Yeah. Yeah. You get people to you got to find somebody to come open the key for you, so you can get your yeah razors or whatever. Batteries. I drew the batteries last week. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not you... the way we're supposed to live. No. Damn it. DJ's <laughs> next. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 